Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the There Is No Quit Mindset Podcast. A few episodes ago, I talked about my experience in a sensory deprivation tank at my friend Derek's Float Lab Reset Mind Body Float Therapy in Ocean Beach. I went on about the life-changing experience I had in there, kind of confronting a lot of fears and self-doubt, and even talking about the action I was going to take once I got out of the tank, and I've still been working towards that stuff, which is really exciting. But I finally got Derek up here to Chino Hills so I could interview him, and so you'll hear from him a lot more detail about floating. I know some of you have been asking about that. I want to make sure I got you information from someone that knows a lot more about it than me, uh, and we talk about life. We talk about philosophy. Uh, a couple of our other friends joined us, Derek and Italia, because we had all gone to dinner together right before this at Pacific Fish Grill. Uh, we are not sponsored by Pacific Fish Grill, but maybe send this episode to their manager, see what we could do, work something out. And uh, so hopefully you enjoy this podcast. It's, it's four people talking about life and going into great detail about float therapy and what it can do for you and kind of just learning about the world. So enjoy this podcast and let me know what you think. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning into the There Is No Quit Mindset podcast. I said several episodes ago I was going to bring up my friend Derek that owns the Float Lab, the sensory deprivation tape that I went to, and I did that whole big old, ep- big old episode on it that uh, I'd be lining them up for an interview. So this is going to be that interview, but we also have a couple other guests that are going to contribute that have floated a couple times, and they've been longtime friends as well. So it's going to be a pretty fun time. We're going to interview Derek and learn about stuff, and then everyone's going to have things to say. So Derek, go ahead, introduce yourself to the people in my phone. I am Derek Shepard, not to be confused with the other Derek across me, Derek Black. Not the other Derek. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am owner of Reset Float Therapy in Ocean Beach, San Diego, California. Yeah. How long have you owned that place? Uh, we've been open for almost two years now. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's keep going around the table, and then we're going to come back to you because you're more important than the rest of us today. Yeah. Just today. Guys. Yeah, just today. But, we're, yeah, hey, but, can, we, but can we agree all that we're, we're all equals besides that? Yeah. But today, besides right now, special. he's above yeah, us. Obviously. But after that, all yeah. level playing field. Definitely. How's that sound? Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. We good? Good. All right, cool. <laughs> Coming up next. Um, well, my name's Italia and I'm married to Derek. Which That's... one? Yeah, which one? <laughs> Derek Black. Oh, got it. Not got the it. other one. Okay. And that's really the most important thing anyone needs to know about me at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fair. Uh, then moving on. And I'm the other Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm currently a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've floated at D Rocks oh. or the other Derek's spot a few times. I forgot. I floated once. One time. You're the most novice floater. I am a novice floater. Uh-huh. She's the noob. Noob. What a, what a nerd. Uh, L7 weenie. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so the the first thing the first thing I want to get into, Derek to my left, is. So I'm getting a little, getting a little, getting a little background about where you grew up, because um, obviously I know, but the people in my phone totally aren't aware of it yet, uh, and I think that would provide some insight about why you got into floating and owning your own business and all that, and kind of what led you there. So, can you go off about where you grew up and 
about time period and everything like that. Yeah, for sure. For I all they know, you could be 115 years old. That's true, but I'm not. You sound, <laughs> you sound great for 115 years Thank old. Thank you. You look young, too. I do uh, vocal exercises. <laughs> uh, I grew up in uh, Chino Hills, just like everyone here. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the way I got into floating was, I've, I guess always in my youth I've been, you know, interested in the flow state and even meditation as I got older. And I discovered float therapy or sensory deprivation through most people, same way, Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, me and my friend Chad Hoensey, we uh, booked an deployment at the float lab in Venice Beach and we went down and floated and it was like a really incredible experience. I was immediately hooked. And I think like a few days later, me and Chad booked more appointments at the float lab. And I think we got like a bunch of our friends to go and that's when yeah, Derek man, went yeah, too yeah. and like, mm-hmm. you know, some other friends and... I was just, all the stress that I had in my life was, it just didn't matter to me anymore. It just put everything in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was just a quick can solution. You, can you describe what the float tank is like? So a lot of people have been asking me, the ones that listened to the last podcast, they asked me to describe it. And I'm like, it's a tank, there's Epsom yeah. salt, and you float, and it's soundproof, and there's no light. But can you go into greater detail? Because I feel like I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> So float therapy, also known as sensory deprivation, is you're floating in a solution that's uh, body temperature water and a thousand pounds of dissolved Epsom salt, and you're you're not there's no light or sound, so there's no sensory input, no smell, no touch. Once you settle into the solution, you don't feel it anymore since it's body temperature. So uh, you see what happens to your brain when it's not processing light or sound, and it's easier for you to access those deeper meditative states without your brain working to process external stimuli. That's awesome. Uh, so but another thing a lot of people have asked me, or when I've talked to them about it, they talk about being alone with their thoughts, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm really scared of that. How often do you encounter that with people that are first-time floaters? Because uh, I, I know that's something I went through, uh, which is why it was so good for me, but do you encounter that a lot? Yeah, we do encounter that a lot, and uh, it brings me back to one of my first float experiences when I was uh, at the float lab in Venice Beach, and I was with Crash and my friend Chad again, and they were this other person came in and was asking like oh yeah i'm just afraid to be alone with my thoughts and like what do you guys think about that and crash was like well you're not a fucking murderer are you are you you're not a fucking psychopath you'll be fine <laughs> and if, if anyone knows crash in foot lab he's like that yeah <laughs> and so like if you're not already crazy you know it's a it's a good practice to do and and knowing that you're in complete control of the environment so like if you freak out you just push the door and get out you're not locked in there some people think you you're, you know you're locking me in this dark room and yeah. i can't get out no you just the door's right by your feet you just stand up push the door get out you know so it's not scary. Yeah. So there's nothing more because you can you could end it at any time, yeah, right? It's just like a you know you have a, say I mean if you had a bad experience it's like having a nightmare you just wake up and you pull yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. You're not like gonna be stuck in it forever. That's good news. <laughs> yeah. That's good news. Are these fears that people have? Yeah. Yeah. People have yeah. that fear and the that they're gonna be stuck in their nightmare forever. I think people are just afraid of their. Thoughts. They're afraid of their thoughts. Yeah. But I think people think just because you're. What that means, though. I don't know what it means either. It's just like well, they think just because there's no light or sound that their brain's going to go ape shit. Like, yeah. It's going to be like, oh, oh, I'm a murderer now. I'll do this. Like, no, you're what? fine. Like, you're going you're gonna to have the same thoughts in there. Like, but people it's... think it's going to be the same as, like, having a psychotic break? No, well, people think they're that. Some people think they're that crazy, I think. Yeah. But they're not. 
I could yeah. see yeah. that. Well, that's so one of the fight like if you ingest a bunch of LSD, but yeah, <laughs> going. But there's a misconception with floating too, because it's you know the also named sensory deprivation and a lot mm. of uh, military torture was sensory deprivation. So people uh, think that as well. Uh, and then there's that movie uh, Altered States that came out in the '70s, and the it's a fictional movie, and the guy goes crazy from that too. So uh, people still have that, but it's like no, you're gonna you're gonna. Yeah, I, n- I never thought about any of that. that makes more no, sense. yeah, yeah you know, I was like, where did that? Like, so, where did people get these ideas? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's well, and that's the thing. I think uh, I think one of the the reasons, and I'll check with you guys about your float experiences. One of the reasons it's so beneficial is because it where we have so much sensory input on a day to day basis. Our phones, our computers, every interaction we have. There's electronics everywhere. Think like, how long can you really go the majority of the time without seeing a single electronic uh, yeah. device, whether it's a digital clock? or watch or you turn on TV or you hear some sound. So there's a lot of stuff going on at a subconscious level that we're not we're not really able to dig into deeper meditative states when yeah. we're receiving so much sensory input because our conscious mind right. there's I mean what we're we're imp- there's 11 million bits of information going into us at every moment, right? Uh, there's a book called Subliminal the author Leonard Wadenow did several studies on this, right? But we're only conscious of, so there's 11 million. I think we're conscious of less than 20% of that. How does your brain remember all these details? I, oh, it's, it's something, it's something I've, it's something I've, I've talked to people about, but I know it's, I know it's 11 million bits of information every moment, mm-hmm. but we're, we're conscious. I know the number six is in there somewhere. Yeah. So I have to go back to the book, but I've referred to it several times. And I think about that and I know a yeah. third of what we're conscious of is actually sight alone. Right? Yeah. So two-thirds of what we're conscious of, it's just taking us away from what's going on in our subconscious, which is the majority of the work that our brain's doing. It's operating our heart, our lungs, mm-hmm. our blinking, all this shit that we never think about, our brain's doing that. So when all your senses are, are turned off, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, shit. You get that chance to reconnect with yourself. I mean, like, mm-hmm. how often do you, like, really sit and be by yourself without any distractions? I mm-hmm. mean, like, even if you sit and meditate, you're going to feel your, you know, you're going to yeah. feel your body. You're going to feel your hips, your legs. Yep. Inside there, you don't feel anything unless you're, like, you know, moving around, which you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So you, you get to get rid of all the thoughts that are, you know, like, are things that you think are bothering you, things that you're attached to. And just, we're so attached to things. And I mm-hmm. think floating really puts it in perspective how... We just need to let go of a lot of things, and a lot of things are not important. Mm-hmm. And you really find out what's important and what's not when you're alone with yourself for an hour or an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You come out with, a, you know, a, it's like a big deep breath. Yeah, <laughs> and and one of the things, and you kind of, I've, I've talked to you about it, I've talked to all of you about it, um, and one of the people that have kind of inspired me to overcome a lot of fears are, you know, three of you and a lot of our other friends, and it's the stuff like you two moving to Spain, that was a big thing, which is really scary. And I know a lot of people want to do stuff like that, but they, they worry and they freak out over the details. And I think what a lot of us fail to realize or, or we forget sometimes is that we're actually terrible when it comes to accurately predicting the future. Oh, yeah. and, there's, and there's a ton of scientific research that goes into that. There's a book called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman that I read. It's, it's all about biases and heuristics and how they affect our our, our thoughts and our thinking and actual studies that talk about human accuracy or more so inaccuracy when it comes to predicting future events. And people tend to focus on the worst possible outcomes the majority of the time. So when they listen to their thoughts, that's something they've got to explore, exactly. right? And, and like I was saying, you, and obviously no one knows this except three of us, so I want you to talk about it. 
was floating something that helped you decide to ditch everything and go travel the world? It it played a part because it was enabled me to let go of things, like mm-hmm. not to be attached to my possessions, not be so caught up in trying to figure out what I do, what I do with my life, you know? Because I me realize like I could just start whenever I wanted. Like I'm fine. I've, I've been privileged enough to grow up in Chino Hills, California. My parents were successful. I mean, I have friends that could help me. I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. It made me realize like how grateful I am for the shit that I have. And so like I just I guess I didn't have that fear that I usually have or the anxiety that I would have before because mm-hmm. I just. Through floating, I'm able to let go a lot easier than I was in the past. Yeah. Yeah, so that played a huge part for me to just get in a backpack with some chick I barely knew. <laughs> and just The coolest chick you ever met. Yeah, pretty cool. She is the coolest chick. How long did you, did you know each other before? Uh, we knew each went. other for... A year? Five, six months, maybe. Less than a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we just got a one-way ticket to uh, Bangkok, and we stayed, you know, traveling for about seven months. And you guys been together for how long now? Uh. I think five years now. Damn, yeah, that's wild. Time. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> when you travel with five someone, you really seven. get to know someone. Yeah. When I mean, we didn't spend a day apart. We, I think, when I was in Thailand, it was two hours because I did Muay Thai training, and that was the only time that we weren't with each other. Was yeah. That other time, you know, you would. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's right. Crazy. <laughs> and then, uh, so let's go around. So Italia, you floated one time. Why do you decide? Why did you decide to give floating a chance? What was your experience like? What were your what were like just kind of roll into that because you have a obviously experiencing the world as a female i bet that's going to alter the perception of your your thoughts and feelings because the society kind of fucks with women a lot i don't know if like you notice there's like a lot of unfair advantages that men have over women are there are there you don't think so i don't know i think it's kind of twisted yeah i was like so so i'm interested in Uh, what you thought because i haven't there isn't most of my interactions with people when it comes to asking them how their photo experience was is with Derek and Derek and it's only dudes that I've been able to talk to about it and for the most part Adriana one time but we weren't we weren't getting along very well at the time, so that, I can tell you so about her. That, that, she told me that. Yeah. Oh, you were floating when you were. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that's that's cool, man. That's not what this is about. I bet that shit was a trip, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know my floating experiences were. Uh, we, it, it wasn't. It wasn't our fight, best conversation. Like, that's why I want to. That's why I want to hear about yours. You're that's stupid what I, like your father. Wait, how was your floating yeah. experience? <laughs> no, it wasn't anything like that. But I want to hear about your your floating experience. Um, all right. Well, I chose to try to float, I think, oh, mainly because you guys told me about it. Yeah, I think Nikki made yeah. you do it. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest girl in the world made me do it. So, um. She can't make you do anything. I mean, she's cool, power Exerted so powerful influence. To, <laughs> I'm a pleaser. Sold. So when she told me I had to, I tried it. No. Um, well. I had heard a lot of good things about it, so I was like, well, here, my best friend has a float tank, I might as well try it. And so, um, I remember that I couldn't, like, me being me, I couldn't sit still, and then, or I thought there was, like, something was tickling my face, and I touched my face, and then there was, like, a water drop just, like, ter- terribly itching my cheek. <laughs> 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 and I was like, crap! It was one of those scenarios where, like, there's nothing you can do because if you try to touch it, you're going to make it worse because you're going to get the salty water on your face. You don't want to touch your face when you're floating. That solution does sting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, she told me not to touch my face before I went in. Why did I touch my face? And then... um, Did you spend 90 minutes thinking about touching your face? No. That's (laughs) hot. 
I didn't That'd be a wild way to float. So well, I had like I had a good chuckle to myself. Yeah. Like of all the people who would do such a thing, you would be the person who would it's do that. Pretty thing. common. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I did it once. <laughs> did uh, you? Yeah. Yeah, everyone does it. Uh, I do it all the time still. Do you? I did it. I did it this week actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just remember yeah. like being in there, just like la- like laughing, like out, like hearty bellowy laugh, like Red. to myself about how. Like, how ridiculous I can be sometimes, which was great. It was great to just, like, laugh that hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, something so dumb. And all by myself, too. Like, a crazy person. <laughs> uh, but it's but that's not crazy. <laughs> I, I've laughed pretty hard in the float tank. Or maybe I'm crazy, too. You uh, laugh in the float tank? Uh, I have not laughed in that. Oh, no way? No, no. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, just, I haven't laughed in the float no, tank. Oh, no, man. No. No, I just laughed it's, it's a good old time. It's yeah. Great time. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be too afraid of the water splashing in my eyes yeah. from moving from laughing. Dude, that'd be uh, you're, the sound of your goose laugh in a in a oh, little man, in, encapsulated die. space like that, <laughs> and then you'd die. start laughing at the echoing of your laugh until oh. you pass out and drown in Epsom salt. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why. I don't okay, laugh until dude, you should. You better fucking not. <laughs> All right, um, but besides Italia, besides your your face your face experience. Oh yeah, and then um. I just finally, then I finally like chilled out, which was good, and then it was over. Oh. So it was just, it, I was like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. It went, but I mean, there have been a few times where I'm not sure if I'm meditating or if I fell asleep. Uh-huh. So since I don't meditate regularly enough, I think I did, couldn't fully appreciate, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy, it was, it was very nice to have just some time like alone because mm-hmm. in what I do I'm surrounded I feel like I'm surrounded all the time mm-hmm. and there's always like a hundred million people now with questions like just do- just to be clear there are actually people around I know what she does for a living oh. since you didn't state your profession uh-huh. earlier it could just but be like I work with children okay there you go there you go and so yeah there's always like it feels like there's a little people who need things and I go from like Lately, I just go from, like, a group of little children to another group of children, and, like, they're all consuming. Uh-huh. So, it's nice. It, I was, like, now, looking back on it, I'm like, damn. You need another float. That's what it yeah, sounds Gotta like. have another float. <laughs> nice to just, yeah. in for, like, an hour and just say, like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, there is nothing. I have no responsibilities. Like, no one's going to talk to me. Just, like. Which is weirdly a little bit why lately I've been, been jo- enjoying driving more. Oh, I yeah. Driving Because, like, nice. you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of just forces you to, like, sit there with yourself. And mm-hmm. I really used I like to hate drives. driving. I used to hate it. Well, late, I mean, driving in traffic sucks. But that <laughs> lately I've been like, oh, this is a little bit of alone time is nice. So, anyways, mm-hmm. floating is awesome because you get that alone time, so... Yeah. So that's your one, and then. <laughs> well, hey, no, that's that's good. that's that's. Why I didn't know any of that stuff. Obviously, everyone's floating experience is different. Like, I mean, I laughed my laugh my ass off. There was one time I was in there yelling at myself. I was like, "What are you afraid of?" But I had to. I had to like. I was like, "Whatever. I don't. I don't give a shit. Like, I got to figure this out." Because it was something I I needed to confront. Yeah. Uh, because there was there's a lot of stuff I felt I was holding back. And that second float was a totally different experience. Like I told you, than the third one, 
I mean, the third one, I was like, each oh, one's different. That, that, yeah, yeah. And, never the same. Yeah, and when I was yeah. attempting to force it in that second one, I, I was just like, dude, I yeah. just feel like my throat hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but the third one was like, oh, sh-, like life changing, you know? And that's that's one of those things because as as you know, like. I work with people a lot too yeah. and there's always stuff and I'm happy to do it and happy to help. It's one of the reasons we're making this, but, but it's, I think people need to know the, the customers that are going to be coming to your business that it's, it has the potential to make a hugely positive impact on their lives yeah. and all they got to do is come talk to you. I think it's the best tool for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the one chance that, like I said, you could just get there and, you know, figure out what you want to do, figure mm-hmm. out what you want, don't want to do. And just learn to let go and realize that things are not that serious. Yeah. We take life so seriously mm-hmm. and it really isn't. It is, but it isn't. Exactly. Just relax. We just need to chill out and relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what Flo yeah, and that's what, and that's what it helps <laughs> us do. Yeah. And, and Derek to my right. Uh, so, so you floated a few. What? What led you to... I, look, yeah. so, look I, you know, people got like to know, know where the Derek sounds We can go with our from. nicknames too, though. D Rock and Goose. D Rock and Goose. Oh, yeah. All right, there we, we go. go. We'll we go. go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we so from from so now on, which one's which? So D Rock is Derek to my left. Goose is Derek to my right. I guess that's the goose laugh. I mean, let's let's be real. In the in the in the end, these directions don't matter because you can't actually see the table we're sitting at. But we are we are quizzing how well you listen. It's an octagonal table. Yeah. Well, let's. I don't want them. I don't want anyone to know what this table looks like. <laughs> All right, because I mean, okay. who who knows what's forget about forget about ever hearing about a table. No yeah. table. All right, there's there's uh, no table. We're at McDonald's. All right, <laughs> we're at the quietest Jack in the Box in the world right now. Uh, but what I want to know for a goose, why, why why did you why did you why did you decide to float? What kind of experiences did you have when you floated? Um, what kind of big moments did you have, if any, or if it was like you had water on your face, or obviously you've already <laughs> I, talked I about had not, water on my not face. La- laughing out loud about stuff, but what's what have your floating experiences been like? Yeah, so I've definitely had water on my face at least <laughs> once, <laughs> and in my eyes to get that, you know. Well, I just spit water all over myself. Nice, not Were you surprised floor. that he got water on his face? <laughs> I think everybody it just does sounded it. really funny everybody, to me. Everybody gets water on their face eventually. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've definitely just so... like in life. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's always missed sometimes. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you're putting water on your face. You can be fucking dirty as shit if you don't. <laughs> nah, man. I didn't, yeah. point. I didn't yeah. learn how to wash my face till I was 15. Dude. I still don't. I don't. What is soap? What? I don't know, man. It's a like, foreign thing. Metaphysically. So, what, what is soap? No, we can't. We can't. Because we can go off on a metaphysical tangent oh. about soap all day. But we got to hear about Goose's, Goose's floats. Did you oh, think yeah. about soap at all? Uh, or like what they is? usually have really nice soap after. I love the soap Great after. Soap Thank after. you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before, before and after. Is. This guy runs a tight ship. Reset yeah, my body. Organic. It's all organic. Yeah. It's all organic. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah, you want a soap real that good? That sounded like a, it was about to be the start of a badass song. I was waiting for it. That's all I got. Turn it up. Turn it up. It's all organic. Well, it's organic. <laughs> Run it again. It's all organic. <laughs> Run it one more time. Organic. That's all you need to know. Oh, yeah. Don't We're come at- for the float tape. Come for the organic products that we got. Organic lotion, chapstick. It is we got nice. all that. I can vouch for it. 
I can vouch for it. It it's smells, it's true though. Ladies, everything, despite true. despite awesome. how his voice sounded, everything he said is true. <laughs> That's what it I was, talk about when I talk about my yeah. products. Damn, serious. We even got organic you, CBD now. Uh, yeah, don't you guys have organic deodorant? No, nah, we don't sell that. That's <laughs> personal. <laughs> That's personal use only. <laughs> Can't let the secret out. Girl, why'd you steal this deodorant? The... It's in the room. It says, don't touch this. Actually, I got it in my backpack, y'all. Oh, see nice. <laughs> we, so we've been working for three minutes to <laughs> attempt to find out about Goose's float experiences. Uh, so far, what? my story is the best thing. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, yeah. Everyone just fast forwarding to this part. Yeah. Yeah. So the moment how you've all been waiting it, for. How will they know it exists if they don't listen to everything to get here first? They'll sense it. They'll sense intuition. If it truly does. Maybe. Yeah. If you're hearing this, minute 23 is when you want to fast forward to. But you won't, but, but you won't know that unless you get here from the start. I doubt, I doubt people turn on a podcast. They're like, you know what I got to get? Minute 23. Got him. Shit, that's what that Jim Carrey movie was about. Minute 23. <laughs> yeah. That's true. My head just exploded. Jim Carrey was on his own. Hey, so let me attempt this for a fifth time. Derek, can you talk about your floating experiences? Oh, yeah. So, as I was saying, they always had nice soap before. Don't go off on that again. You know what happened just a moment ago. I stayed on it. Okay, good point. Uh, And then, so you get clean, which is always nice. (laughs) Then you go in the water totally naked, Mm -hmm. which feels cool to float in water totally naked. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) it does. It does. It does, it does it feel does. cool. Say that it doesn't. Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know. I was just messing with you. Okay. <laughs> so, and then, I don't know. I've had a, well, I originally went the first time because D-Rock and Chad had told me that they went floating and it was really cool. And I believe I had already been teaching yoga or at least practicing yoga. So I was into, you know, interested in meditating and those types of things to see what I could learn, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, so I was like, cool, it'll be like meditation on steroids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the first time, because I had been meditating like daily at that point. Mm-hmm. So I went in and it was just like a super crazy, like, I feel like uh, when you practice meditating a lot, or at least when I practice meditating a lot, I get to this point where I can like shut off all my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But it takes a long time, you know, and sometimes there's different layers, like you're hearing things in the background no matter what, like if I meditate in my room at home, I'm hearing something. Yeah. Ambient noise. And uh, in the tank, you don't really have any of that, so you cut through all the layers of distraction a lot faster, at least that was my experience the first time, and it was just like being in that completely focused, I don't even know what to call it, state in meditation, and just sticking through that for the whole time. Mm. And I think towards the end, I started to like get you know, in between sleeping and meditating. Yeah, you get those You get, like, waves. deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of, like, fade off, and then you realize, oh, shit, I've been here. How long have I been here? You get out, and uh, then you use the amazing soap again, which is always nice, again. I almost said organic. It's not bad. It is organic. It's organic. It is organic. It's organic. Which is nice. And then, uh, so the first time I did it was at uh, Venice Beach, and uh, I went outside, and everything was just super bright. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" Venice Beach is crazy when you float there because <laughs> you go from no sensory to way too much. Yeah, just, just, yeah. You, you oh, walk in like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah. Wait, did I just come out of the middle of a yeah. black hole? Yeah, it makes the experience pretty rad though. Yeah. Afterwards, oh for yeah. sure. 
And then uh, I just remember having like tons of energy for the rest of the day. Like we went out that night and I just remember like, I don't know, you know, like where you're drinking, but you don't really feel like you're getting drunk and Mm -hmm. you just kind of keep going, but you don't get tired. And it's just, you have some sort of energy from, I guess, recharging whatever I hadn't recharged in a long time. Yeah. And so I was instantly super curious about it. And, uh. I did it a couple times at Venice Beach. I floated in Spain when we lived there. Oh, right. And I oh, floated yeah, I at, uh, that. yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, the there. last one they had closed down, remember? You oh. didn't get to use the second. Yeah, I got to use it once, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then I floated at D-Rock Spot in San Diego. So I think I've had different experiences on all the places. Sometimes, like what Italia was talking about, I feel like I'll just go in there, and next thing I know, it's over. Yeah, like, wow, I just fast-forwarded through an hour and a half or two hours of my life. Turned on a flux capacitor. Yeah. Yeah. But I think even just, like, I think even if you fall asleep in there, the fact that you're not getting any input, because, like, even if you're sleeping, you're getting input. You're getting lights. You're getting sound. You're getting... All kinds, you know, sensations from where you're sleeping. Your brain's still you, alive. Like, yeah, so never, it never stops. Yeah, it doesn't so stop. You, yeah. I think you it's a supercomputer! <laughs> <laughs> When you say in a funny voice, it's a big, a big old impact. Because it could have, because it could have just been. No, I don't think so. Maybe I thought it was. That's what it sounds like. Well, if it is, I don't know what movie it was. Movie you're gonna write. I Because I could have just said, you know. Your brain's a supercomputer. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, can you can you talk a little more about brain waves, um, in regard to the change in them when you when you're floating? You mentioned theta waves when yeah, Goose well, was talking about the deep state meditation. That's why people fall asleep in there. Okay, either they fall, and that's why you can go in between a meditative and you know sleep because you get those theta waves, and without like you know light or sound, like when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you can slip right in the dreamy state, mm-hmm. and and it's hard too because you're balancing. It happens to me all t- uh, a lot. Where you just like I'm meditating and then I'm dreaming and then I have to come back meditating. It's just mm-hmm. and it's and you're I don't know if when you have you ever dreamed in there. It's very powerful dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Well, that's that's yeah. what happened. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened that last time I was in there when mm-hmm. I told you I was like, I I got up because everything that hit me was so powerful. Yeah. I couldn't wait for I couldn't wait. I was so I was worried I would forget what I had just thought about. That happens all. Time. It was so big. I was like, I gotta get out. And then you yeah. came in. A minute later, you're like, oh, you're already out. I was like, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're perfect. Your time's up. And I was like, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, we, we get a lot of floaters, I mean, that get out and they're like, I, I had to get out. I have to write this down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I found the answer. Yeah. Like, some people come in before, like, I was looking. I need to f- unlock this. Yeah. And they go in there and somehow you, you find that key. Mm-hmm. I think John C. Lilly, uh, the guy who invented uh, sensory deprivation, he says, uh, you can always find the answer in the presence of nothing. And I think that's so true when you don't have anything to like do but to be with yourself and to let go of things and 
you could find out what you're looking for, mm-hmm. or maybe you you don't need to look. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> maybe you weren't looking at all, and the thing yeah, finds you. Exactly. Which is yeah, which is a crazy thing, just because it's there's no distractions because everything everything that we encounter in our lives is fighting for attention, whether it's a conscious fight for our attention or a subconscious yeah. fight or inanimate objects or drawing some minuscule amount of brain energy to process it. And once all that's gone, it's wild. Yeah. It's just like, we're so easily distracted. There's too much going on sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, just, you know, our phones, voices. Yeah. So would you say that your, your floating experience helped you decide this is what I want to do? Or is it something you decided to open this business after you got back from your trip? Can you talk about how long, well, you, I think you mentioned five months. Seven can you talk months. about seven months? Yeah. So can you talk about some of the places you went, some of the things you saw, or anything that might have had influence on you or kind of nudged you towards, I want to own a business. This is the type of business I want to run. This is how I'm going to run it. What got you there from your first float to where we're at now? I always wanted to own my own business, and at first it was going to be like the fitness side of things. Mm-hmm. And then I did my first float, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. People need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to open one like right away because there wasn't that many when I first started. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I wanted to do that. And then, you know, I was going through some things in my life and floating healthy with it. And, and then I went traveling, and each place that I was going, and I would always think about floating. It always was in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I mean, the experience that I had, you know, just traveling, when you travel, you're present, I feel like, more than when you're, like, at home, because mm-hmm. everything's so new to you. You're not, like, walking around thinking about, you know, like, oh, I got to go do this, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's that? That's a new building over here. Mm-hmm. That's a new street. Yeah. That's that. So you're, you're forced to be present because everything's so new to you. Mm-hmm. So you see things with new eyes, similar to floating. Yeah. And so I think that always brought me back to it, and I, I just didn't want to work for anyone. Either. Yeah. And I want to, you know, I want people to know like, hey, this stuff really works. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not just drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, I am just drinking the Kool-Aid. That shit good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Kool-Aid, I mean, just hey, Kool-Aid is good, man. It is. You aren't wrong. No. <laughs> this uh this episode sponsored by Kool-Aid. Uh, Big shout out. What's your favorite hey. flavor? Yeah. yeah. The guy used to say. Yeah. Oh, he's hey. 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 No, he said, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah. yeah. That was yeah. Good. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Say, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Something like that. I had a conversation at work recently. He's kind about of a cool, man. Yep. He's kind of a dick, though. I mean, I he, 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 well, breaks a, he breaks a ton of stuff. Yeah. That family guy had a good, a good, good yeah, say, yeah. but so what, what year did you open Reset? Uh, we oh. opened in uh, 2016. 2016? Yep. All right. So we're coming up on two full years then. Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And how long do people usually float for? What's the longest you've ever floated for? Uh, people can float for 60 or 90 minutes at our place. Uh, some places do 30, which I don't think is that beneficial, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And the longest I ever floated for... <laughs> I think it was 11 hours. Yes. <laughs> now, what was that? You, what was that like? It was one of my worst floats, actually. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Did you talk about it? Uh, what What made you just... Did you plan on floating for 11 hours? Or uh, were you yeah, like, well, because this guy over here, Derek over here, Goose, Uh-oh. actually, 
He when we first opened, Derek was uh, we were talking. He's like, you should float for a full day. Yeah, twenty four hours. And he's like, you should float for twenty four hours because you you know he's like maybe we could get a little bit you know press off yeah, of marketing local newspaper. Yeah, this guy's gonna float for twenty four hours. That sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, it was a great I idea. So. Did you forget to tell the local newspapers? Uh, well, okay, he so was training. He was. Training. I was training. Oh, so. oh, yeah. That so seems like, like something you should probably it. you should probably <laughs> prep for that. Yeah, it's yeah. not like oh I've never been in water. Yeah, yeah you want to float for twenty four hours? <laughs> sure, fuck it. Let's roll the dice. Let's. Try it. Let's yeah, see what happens. Why not? Just yeah. put a lock on there. Maybe that's the best way to train for it is to not. Maybe. Possible. Also, possibly the worst. But yeah. please continue. Depending You're in your, your training cycle. Yeah, so I, I was like, oh, I got to do – I'll do overnight ones. So um, I was like, I'm going to go on at – I think I went in at like at 6.30 or 7. And then I told told my girlfriend, Nikki, to get me out like at, you know, 12 hours later at, in the morning. And I didn't realize like – I had like – I don't know. It was like the worst timing. Like my stomach was all messed up, oh. and my back was messed up. So oh. the whole time, we about not, to get mud butt in the float nah, tank. I didn't have to. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> but it was just my stomach was bothering for a little bit, and then I people like, should not do that, right? No, you should not float with stomach. Don't float if something's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Physically, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was. <laughs> So I had, I just had a lot of problems, <laughs> and, and I was just focused on, like, my back the whole time. I couldn't... Oh, was that bad? Not, yeah, it was pretty bad. I couldn't not... I didn't realize how injured it was, because when you're isolated like that, yeah. if you have a, a really like bad injury, that. you're going to feel it. Mm. Because, I mean, you're isolated, so your your brain's going to go to that yeah, pain. Nothing covers it up. Nothing covers it up. Yeah, it's like there's no mask. Oh. And so my brain just kept going back to it. I'd relax, and I kept going back to the pain, and I couldn't relax, but I'm, I'm pretty stubborn. Which is to a fault in this case, and I, or I didn't want to get out, so I was like, I'm not getting out. Like, I told I'm not going to get out until she comes to get we me. We got out. training to do. Yeah, I was like, I got to, and then uh, <laughs> so I, I just want to get down. <laughs> and the whole time, I wasn't able to fall asleep, I, I was just you know, trying to meditating and then focusing on my pain. And then, but when I finally got out, like, it was the most powerful post float experience I ever had, though. Really, yeah. It was like my senses, because when you float, being isolated like that, your senses turn back on and they're pretty heightened. Yeah. So light is pretty bright. That's why Venice is even crazier. Oh, so when you step out, everything's just like. Everything, yeah. yeah. And everything was like, this was early morning. So oh, it's like, like maxed out because you haven't adjusted to it, right? Yeah, haven't adjusted to it, yeah. And, and sound is very well, like sharp. reset. Reset, exactly. Since the reset. Oh. Um, but yeah, so everything was heightened for me and I was just walking around, walk, because we live in a walkable community. I think we walked home. And I was just like, everything was super like bright. And then I went home. I like, I think I was talking to my girlfriend for a while and I was telling her how like shitty it was. And I was like, fuck Derek. I'm never doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do 24 hours. That was horrible. <laughs> I was like, that was not good. But then when I fell asleep, it my sleep was so deep. I, I mean, I, I couldn't move. Uh, you couldn't wake me up and my uh-huh. dreams were super lucid. And I think my post flow was good for like two days. I w- I, so it was totally worth it, but just inside the tank, I, uh, it just, I don't recommend floating that, well, at least not for me anytime soon, but that was my longest float. I like, but I like to do, my favorite times are, I'd say 90 minutes or two hours is my favorite two yeah. floats. Just for me personally, because I think like sometimes it takes me a while to, to get there where I'm not like, you know, attached to my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and sometimes an hour I could just get there and it's just like not enough time for me. Yeah. But some people are different. Now some people can access that super quick. Yeah, that's I felt like I did that on this last one, but the one before I was just fighting my own thoughts for yeah. for ninety minutes and, and this last one, you know, I you we had talked bef- when we ate before mm-hmm. about you switching from sixty to ninety or from ninety minute floats to sixty. 
And I didn't know which one I was doing. Yeah. And I was like, all right. But before I went in, I was like, it doesn't even matter. You got to let, let go of time. Let yeah. go of all of it. And when I came out, I was like, oh, shit, dude. Because it felt fast. Yeah. It, felt, it felt like I got in and I was in the zone. That's a good one. Like, it's fast. quick. Because yeah. the, the, I mean, the second time I floated, I, I, the whole time I was like, come on, man. Come on, man. Just waiting. Yeah. Relax, bro. <laughs> Not that intense, but but, uh, but I was yeah. like I couldn't relax because I was attempting to force that relaxation. But life was so tumultuous at the time. I brought that whole thing in there with me. But it wasn't until after that float that I realized, oh man, gotta yeah, that's let go a little more. That's kind of crazy because I was thinking right now we're kind of similar in our float experience because the first time I floated, I was going through the big D. Uh huh. You know. And when I went in there, the, I didn't. The, the, the big D is divorce. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm divorced. He's divorced. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, you should have. Some of the stuff I say at work, uh, the big D could be. Well, I would have dick too. Why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are both going to the big D. <laughs> Oh yeah, been there, done that. Been there, done that. Had to to float after I went through the big D. Had to let go. I don't recommend. I think you should float before you do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, uh, going through the big D. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you were you're going through divorce when when you went through that float yeah uh, like you said we we're similar but what was what was yours like well because for me it was i was living in oceanside mm-hmm. and you know i felt defeated because i was like oh i'm going back to live you know back at chino hills nothing against chino hills but i was like i have to live with my friend all this shit's happening to me mm-hmm. and i felt kind of down because i felt like you know i i mean i failed mm-hmm. like my marriage failed it was like i'm a failure like you know i fell a lot of things i didn't think this shit i was gonna fail at this sucks i had I those failed. exact same thoughts you know, man like, so yep. I, I just had that like monkey on my back for a long time and i just couldn't shake it mm-hmm. and when i went in there like um I don't know. I just I don't even remember what I was thinking about. I don't know. I just remember after after me and Chad floated, it was it was crazy because me and Chad were we we come out of. We, Hey, in case in case you're wondering why why D Rock just started laughing and got off his train of thought, it's because Goose over here was attempting to be polite because he had to fart. He literally got up from his seat, walked into the kitchen, that was and, o- and opened the oven to fart into the oven and shut. I didn't his, know he did. And then, <laughs> I could see it. He shut his fart in the oven, which, by the way, I would like to point out, might not be the safest thing. It's a really big part. Now, you were playing a dangerous game, my friend. Yeah, no, I, I. Why did you fart? It's electric. <laughs> it's electric. Well, you you, 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 you came over here snickering like a little weirdo. You blasted this guy's train of thought out of the no, water. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious too. But you should have seen him <laughs> opening the oven. I wish I would. That was. Such a I I just start. I went from being in real life to watching this cartoon uh, so rapidly. Unreal. Oh, it, so this is the goose. If you're listening, this is the, the goose. When you've heard the Hong Kong honks, yeah. it's actually this this young gentleman's we're, laughter. We're not on the freeway. No, no, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that hence the nickname Goose. Oh. Yeah. Totally, totally forgot where we were. Yeah, we're uh, talking about divorce. You felt defeated. Yeah, I, we, like I, I can failed. get this thing back on track. Yeah, yeah. yeah I felt yeah, like a board. I felt like I failed, and but when I. 
when I did my first float, like it just didn't matter to me. Well, it didn't matter as much. I was like, I'm okay. Like this is not the end of the world. This is okay. You're fine. Like, and I just me and Chad walked out of Venice, and we had the we we started crying, laughing. We didn't say a word to each other. We looked yeah. at each other, and you know when you first float, it feels like you're still floating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were like, I remember in the shower, I was I was like laughing too, and me and Chad just looked at each other. And Chad's I don't know if you know Chad. He had the big. Like his mouth was open, <laughs> yeah. And I just I look at him, and we just look around, and it's like a drum are going to Venice, and we just like start laughing, and we're like bending over, and we're just crying, laughing, and like it was just super intense because yeah. we both that's had powerful like, the, the same feeling, and yeah, it's pretty rad. And yeah. that's why and that's why I was hooked. I was like, wow, that like totally took this big problem, and now it's very small. Yeah, if maybe even non-existent. Yeah, but <laughs> and that but that float gave you that that space to work within yourself to yeah. to kind of dig yourself out of that hole. Yeah, it just Which, told me I had a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same same thing for me. It's like, oh, you got a lot of work to do. It's all right, man, still still learning. Just keep going. Well, that's, did you see the stuff I wrote yeah. on, the, on the mirror? I was going to say that's funny because I just started writing on our mirror too. Damn, yeah. that's fucking tight. <laughs> last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, know? shit, I, I put that up last week. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. Organic. Okay, organic. <laughs> it's the organic soap, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, um, I haven't written on my mirrors yet. Oh, now you about to do what it. What kind of markers are you guys using? Uh, Expo markers. Expo. Oh, yeah, for the whiteboard. I didn't check that. No, it's goals. Right, goals. Goals and motivational things. Mantras. So, you know, like, yeah. right, first thing in the morning, you know, a lot of a lot of really successful entrepreneurs are really just mindful people that I look up to. They talk about doing uh, five-minute journaling, right? Mm-hmm. And but sometimes it's tough. Like, I mean, for me, sometimes I'll wake up at yeah, 3.50 in the morning yeah. to go to work. I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to journal right now. But there are some things I, <laughs> but there are some things I want to remind myself of on a daily basis, even if I'm not writing them, and I want to see them first thing in the morning so I can go them out by day with these little reminders. So on my mirror, I have a, be patient. You're still learning too mm-hmm. because sometimes I get – Really, I beat my, my I get beat phone. myself up. I don't want to look at my phone too. sometimes. Yeah. Like so, I I'll have that the be patient one to, that I'm mm-hmm. still learning too That's because sometimes <laughs> I get really I get really impatient with myself and I want to make sure I'm not impatient with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remind myself that today is the best day of my life. It's the only day that exists. So I better appreciate it. I remind myself to love people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's up there too. And there's one more. I think there's four things. Oh, and my goal is to change the world. So I remind myself that I'm still working towards that goal every day and having a, a little impact. So I remind myself of, of all these things. It's like, so even when I'm tired, or I feel exhausted from the night before or you know, now that I'm not self-employed, there are some things within the business where I go, Phew. it's tough to step back from that entrepreneur mindset or that owner mindset when it comes to something in the same industry and not make an effort to want to want to change it but it's i have to let go of that because i'm not in the driver's seat but that doesn't mean i'm not still working towards my goal because i get to interact with people every day and have those positive impacts that i'm a big fan of so all that i know i just went off on a tangent but that's why i write stuff on the mirror it's because i want to be grateful for the day the learning experience Mm -hmm. and reminder that it's a long journey to reach any goal yeah right with super long journey and you don't know when you're going to get there and you don't want to put too many obstacles in your way but they're going to present themselves so it's reminders to not be my own obstacle 
Does, does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I fall into that trap sometimes. Yeah, I think we I'll all... I'll be my own worst enemy. I think and floating helped me recognize yeah. that even more. Yeah, and just like we're all collectively in the same fight together. Like, you know, everyone goes through the similar things, you know? Like, we're not like... We're all our worst enemy. Like, no other person can do worse to us what we can do to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, we're self-destructive and, you know, like, we just got to start loving this yeah. ourselves and maybe we'll love other people. Yeah. And, well, all of... I totally agreed, man. All of all of us have gone to different parts of the world. All of you have more experience, uh, experiences interacting with people from different parts of the world than I do. But would you say as far as people beating themselves up or treating themselves really poorly, is that cross-cultural? Like do you have you experienced that with people from – from other countries that have experienced the world in a different dynamic than us growing up in the States, specifically California. Do you think it's regional? Do you think it's a, think, a, a national thing, a global thing, or is it to a different degree in other societies? Where do you... I think to a different degree. Yeah? I think I think America in the States is a lot more pressure to be successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you go to other countries, you, you could just have a job and you could be okay. Yeah. But here, like, your parents want you to have a career. They want you to go to college. Like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. How, how come you haven't bought a house yet, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that pressure is a little bit different. But they still... I think everyone still beats himself up, but it's just, I think in America, especially California, it's a little bit, uh, we have a lot more pressure Mm -hmm. and I I think that's why we beat ourselves up. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like in Spain? I think, uh, well, I mean, I was going to say, I think everyone has a bit of self doubt, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just because you realize that you're not going to be here forever. You know, the first time you fall, you hurt your knee, you're like, oh shit, I'm not perfect. And then, you know, that plants a seed where I think people in general as humans, like, are going to question their abilities because they don't want to hurt themselves or whatever. They get afraid. Fear, you know, makes them question themselves or something like that. But I think, yeah, I agree with D-Rock that I think different countries have it to different extents. Like, mm-hmm. I think probably some countries have it more than the U.S. Yeah. Lots right. of countries have it less. To... Like Japan, probably. Like, yeah. like the pressures <laughs> yeah. that people feel on themselves. Yeah, to be successful yeah. like in the yeah. society. When, when I was just listening yeah. to yeah. something about the Global Happiness Report. And they, um, Denmark like always comes up on top, right? Mm-hmm. But um, paradoxically, they also have a really high rate of suicide. That's and weird. Doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Well, so there's like a theory floating around that um, basically if everybody around you is happy, seems to be happy, mm-hmm. and you are not, you start feeling like there's no one left to blame but yourself oh man that's a good point and so um if you're the few unhappy people in a happy group so that's an what i thought of right away when you said that is social media because the way people portray themselves on social media it's always happy but if they're experiencing that in denmark based on face-to-face interactions where it's it's almost like a social expectation it's a bigger mindset yeah (laughs) They have, it was really interesting. It was a Freakonomics podcast. Freakonomics but I podcast. Have heard that. This is not sponsored by Freakonomics. <laughs> Still sponsored by Kool Aid. Freakonomics is not organic. But uh, I have also read. <laughs> Kool Aid's not organic? No, Kool Aid's organic. No, Freakonomics no, isn't. No, no, no. Yeah, Kool Aid's organic. For made from real. Sugar. Whatever. Yeah. Real stuff. Made it's from real red. It's made from that uh, cartoon guy. Yeah. <laughs> Comes right so, out of yeah. there. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess my point with that was in some, there, even in some, like, there are countries like Denmark where they're, they 
work 27 like on average they work 27 hours a week and also they mentioned that um like flashing your money and your success is like frowned upon so in Denver the pre- yeah and so the and the pressure isn't on making money like they care about just being a rounded person and yet there's still some kind of like cuz you I guess you guys were saying something to the effect of like having to feel successful can stress you out mm-hmm. and I guess what I was saying was well there's here's Denmark where apparently they don't have that same kind of pressure and yet there are still people killing themselves wild yeah. Came full circle. Uh, yes. No, but but that's but that's that's exactly what we're talking about. The benefits of, of floating that helps people understand all that stuff mm-hmm. because the the pressures we feel are often, in my experience, is self imposed. We're we're not actually too. being. Yeah, pre- there's a lot a of times point. when we're not even being pressured by other no. people, but we perceive it as, as pressure. Like oh, I got to meet this person's expectation of who I should be. I I need to have this level of success I need to lift this weight I need to move this time in my industry in the CrossFit industry or like something like that where it's all these perceived pressures it's like the reality is most people don't give a shit about your time the weight your level of success because they're all dealing with their own shit And and if a lot of times if people are judging you for your level of success or where you're at in your life's journey it's really a judgment on them because they're they're just kind of projecting, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? So I, I fall into that trap too because sometimes I feel like I project yeah. when I talk about like everyone's got this potential, everyone can work harder and everyone can do better and we should be students of life in general. And I worry that if even saying that too too much, I'm like, is that too hard of a push? Believing in human potential, believe, like believing that human t- potential is unlimited and then talking to people about it and be like, hey, like, you know, everything's going to be all right. Stay I positive. Think- like is is that a no, pressure but I, like yeah. an encouraging someone to stay positive and I focus on positive outcomes i can see how um like i was saying this or i was thinking about this i was subbing a lot in ap with ap kids right mm-hmm. and they were talking about like how stressed out it made them to feel like because people kept telling them like you're so smart you're so smart you're so smart so you can do anything you're so great like you can you can be anything and so they felt like a pressure like I have to meet this person's expectations of being great Mm. and Mm. what does greatness even mean you know so the pressure was the pressure is that you every when we are like constantly telling like you could be anything Mm -hmm. there's this idea that we like a pre how do I put it like anything has to be something fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Lawyer, doctor, the number one boxer, you know, like, has to come with some kind of grand title. And sometimes I think we feel worse when, like, being told, like, you could be anything, and you're like, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm just a this. Yeah. You know? And you're like, maybe I don't want to be great. Yeah. Maybe I just want to live life. Well, well what if the, <laughs> what if it was rephrased as, I'm not hey, like it, no, no, no. I know, I know. You're not saying I am, but but what I'm talking about is that if we reshape it to you can be as happy as you want to be, and yeah. what, something like like you could, you're still know. you're still capable of greatness regardless of what your job is or where you're at I in like, life. Like you could treat yourself right and be cool to yeah, others, be kind of now. thing. Right. Yeah, you you don't I have to wait like to be happy or wait for a level of success. Whatever you are, it's good enough. Exactly. 
But like even like even the pressure to like that's what I was saying. Oh, about to Denmark, be right. The pressure to tell people like yeah, you you should be you could be happy now. Well, that implies that you ought to be happy. Yeah, right. That's true. And if you feel like why do I have like can I just be whatever I am? Yeah. Like maybe today I just want to be like you know fucking Moby. Shit. It goes back to you letting know? go though. Let, yeah. Let you it, stop being attached to everything. Well, you know. You yeah. Know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like even an attachment to happy like to being happy all oh, the time sure. and yeah. that's and or that's to a, being unhappy some yeah. people like to be unhappy and they don't like to be but, told yeah. not to yeah. be everything unhappy. changes you can't always be one way just yeah. Like, yeah as long as you're not you know somebody who's like taking away people's rights or hurting people you know as, you can just as long as you're respecting yeah, just, others yeah. you just can be, be. Just, yeah. you can just be you know you don't have to be anything in order to be valuable or cared for yeah Yeah. It's true. Well said. Mm-hmm. See, this is this is why we have four of us. <laughs> I, this this is a fun. Than I got to be honest. I'm liking this four person episode. We're the first one. The Pop first. The you're the first four one. Oh. The first four oh. one. Yeah. Oh. It's, I I enjoy it more than talking to my phone by myself. For sure. <laughs> really? That's weird. Why would you do that? Uh, you probably I, have I cool think there's some with your there's phone, some right? there's some stuff I think helps people. So I'm like I record this, and if people want to listen, that's cool. And if not, that's, that's cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, but if it helps one person, that's probably cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Do you have anything else you want to say about floating? I think we're uh, I think we've covered kind of kind of a lot of stuff. Episodes an hour long? No. I made, there was a 12 minute one. The last one oh, I put wow. out was 12 minutes. Nice. Yeah, there's. I have no predetermined length for episodes, but this recording will end at 60 minutes and then I'll have to stop it and oh, start it again. Unless they changed it because I don't have to hold the button down the whole time. Mm. So maybe one of the updates is you can record longer than 60 minutes for a chunk. How okay. do you record voice memos? Oh, but are they not that clear and this is clear? I think this is more clear than the voice memos. Yeah, it definitely has to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably some zero or one got changed in the matrix to improve the clarity with Neo, this app versus that fucking Neo, man. Yeah, dude, I just want to live a life where Neo and Morpheus can be happy with me. Morpheus. Is that a weird way to live? No, no. I mean, I miss Morpheus. Yeah, what's he doing? Uh, I don't know. I I uh, I was talk I was talking to one of the classes at the gym the other day. I, I don't even know why I'm telling this story, but, <laughs> I'm talking, but I'm talking to you guys. So, like so I was talking to, so audience. there's always a, so we, so there's always this iPad and that's where we put their scores in. Right. Yeah. And so we put the scores and I'm like, you got to tell me your thing. So I could put it in the matrix or, or like, <laughs> or the, or they're going to, or Lawrence Fishburne. and Keanu. All right. So I don't remember where I was at in that story, <laughs> but the recording Lawrence turned Fishburne, off. So the I, matrix, the yeah, I talked about iPad. putting scores into the thing and yeah. I talked about Lawrence Fishburne. I couldn't remember that the character's name was Morpheus, so then I just started saying things that came to my mind because I knew it was a weird-sounding word. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, uh, Sanskrit, fellatio, and I for, I forgot what that I forgot what that meant when it came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, I just said this. You forgot what Sanskrit meant? No, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I forgot what Sanskrit I had was. To do it. Uh, yeah, and I was like, oh shit! But it, yeah, his name's Morpheus, and that's that's what talking about the Matrix makes me think of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And changes. Morpheus. What? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But that's his yeah. name. Yeah, it is his name. It's a beautiful. It name. is his name. It's a beautiful yeah. name. I feel like I've yeah. seen him recently. Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, I can't remember. No, I haven't seen him. I don't know. No, but 
But as far as <laughs> wrapping up this episode, now that that ridiculous side tangent has gone off, uh, Derek, can you talk one more time Which about? One? Oh, good point. Uh, D Rock, aka okay. Derek, to my left. Nice. Can you talk about your Float Lab one more time? Its location, a way to contact you. Mm-hmm. Um, put put it out there and, and remind right. people what so, to do for them, and then we'll wrap it up. Reset Float Therapy is in San Diego, Ocean Beach. So if you're in the San Diego area, come hit us up. You could uh, look at more information on resetmindbody.com. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you're looking just to improve yourself physically and mentally, I, I think floating is, is the perfect tool to do so. And I always tell people you, you have to do it more than once. You, you're not going to get it in the first trip. It's not like you can't sit and meditate for 15 minutes and expect that your thoughts will stop. Yeah. So you just got to give it, a, you know, a, a, at least three times. Mm-hmm. I think people's third float usually is going to be their best just because they, they know what to expect and it's easier for them to get relaxed inside there. But if you're looking to, you know, just to improve yourself, you got to try floating. It, it's going to, I believe it will help. I mean, it's helped me and I think it will help other people. I think the world needs it. Totally cool. Agree. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for that. And then, uh, Italia, do you have any parting message before we? She's sign been off? reading a comic book the whole time. Yeah, she's been reading a comic book. <laughs> oh, out it! Oh, I wasn't gonna. Boo. 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 Set that book on fire. Yeah. But it's such a cool book. I know, but do you have anything you want to say? Um. No. I think she just said it. I'm good. Thank you. Oh, okay. I was cool. going to say, you know, it would be a fun podcast is if we picked a philosophical topic every week mm-hmm. and came to the table with our thoughts on it. We can do that, too. We could do whatever. We can do whatever we want. We should do that. Yeah, one. there's nothing nothing that. stopping us. This app has yet to delete itself from my phone. <laughs> nice. Uh, Goose, anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, the one thing you said had just been bothering me because I... I just don't know. What does fellatio mean? <laughs> uh, anyone that wants to know is going to have to Google that. Isn't that some right, type I'll of uh, yeah. Mediterranean food? Yeah. Oh, it's, got, it's got... Oh, it's got... Yeah. It's got... There's tzatziki sauce involved. Tzatziki sauce. Capers. Kebab. Kebab. There's a bunch of meat. I think there's a spot down here. Didn't you just open up? Fellatios? Yeah. Somebody yelp that. I got. I got. I'm gonna have to yelp that. See if that's a real place. But um. But did you have anything to say besides that? Nope, just that. <laughs> uh, anyways, y'all, this has been another episode of the There Is No Quit Mindset Podcast. Thank you for making the time to listen. It's always appreciated. Like D-Rock said, if you have the time and you want to experience floating, uh, Derek Shepard is an awesome dude, been a good friend of me, for, a good friend of mine for, for years. His business does good things for people. It did good things for me, so go check it out in Ocean Beach, California, Reset Mind Body Float Therapy. Uh, If you have any comments or feedback about this episode, go ahead, shoot me an email, joshua.baumgarten, B-A-U-M-G-A-R-T-E-N at gmail.com. Follow There Is No Quit Mindset on Instagram. Uh, Write a review of this podcast on the Apple Podcast thing or give it a rating. That would be uh, pretty cool. I would be very grateful for that. And other than that, No matter when you're listening to this, have a good day, have a good night, and most importantly, have a good life. Love you. Appreciate you. Check you later.